0: go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Intentional or not, your listeners have feelings for your podcast. Understanding how your episodes influence their emotional state is key to strengthening their connection to your show. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Tara. Not to get all emotional about podcasting, but I'm going to at least talk about emotions in podcasting. More to the point, I'm going to help you think through the emotional response your podcast elicits from your listeners. Because that happens. We are emotional creatures. We have emotional reactions to even the most mundane things. And I know your podcast is anything but mundane. I first tapped into this years ago in business. One of the ways you uh, get better at doing presentations, you, you learn a lot of things, but one of the things you'll learn in that process is that a trick is to understand the emotional state of your audience before you begin your presentation. And then through your presentation, leave them with another state. Doesn't always work, but that's the general idea. People come in with these set of assumptions. I'm going to give this presentation, and afterwards, I will change their assumptions. Not only their assumptions, but also their emotional response. How will it change throughout? process. That's something you just learn generally in presentation school, and oddly enough, it works in podcasting because podcasting is kind of like a presentation, just minus the boring PowerPoint deck with way too many dissolves and other sorts of animation. But I'm getting off topic already. Podcasts elicit a common response. Podcasters intentionally, or sometimes not intentionally, put out episodes that cause people to feel a particular way. Most commonly, although certainly not only, but most commonly, those two feelings, those two emotions that are pulled out at the end of a podcast is either feeling informed or feeling entertained. That's pretty common. But I wonder if those are strong. And let me tell you what I mean by that if every podcast or if most podcasts leave you feeling informed or they leave you feeling entertained, is that really enough for you to spread the word about a show? I mean, again, if most of them do that, how does a podcast stand out? Hence, the idea here is blending emotions, blending the emotional response you're attempting to elicit Will help with that. Now, I'm linked in the episode details is a fascinating study that shows there are 27 distinct categories of emotion, which is insane, right? But more importantly, they're all intertwined. It's fascinating. There's a very cool interactive tool that you can look at uh, as well to see how all of those work in together. But let's be let's be simple for a moment here. Let's talk about how podcasters that you know of or podcasts that you know of are already blending emotions around either informed or entertained. Like take Hardcore History for a moment. Show by Dan Carlin, long running four and a half hour, crazy long episodes that come out once every glacier period. I'm kidding about that. Uh, Dan's show is definitely, you're informed by it, it's history, but you're also entertained. So he's taking both of those primary emotions and blending them together and probably a lot of other things as well fascination whatever but at the high level you're both informed and entertained when you listen to hardcore history sleep with me podcast done by my buddy drew ackerman well how does it make how is that supposed to make listeners feel well sleepy it's designed to put people to sleep but also it's lead to to leave them feeling entertained Because not everybody can fall asleep. So that's a combination of entertained with sleepy, oddly enough. What about horror shows? Horror shows are pretty popular. We have lots of horror shows out there. Those are designed to leave you, well, you know, feeling horror. (laughs) Creeped out, scared, whatever you want to. But also entertained. That's why we go to watch scary movies. My wife and I just watched both chapters of It last night. Back to back. My show, Podcast Pontifications, yeah, informed. But more importantly for me, I I want to leave you feeling contemplative. I'm not even sure that's one of the basic 27 emotions that's on that chart. But still, I want you thinking about things. I want you to say your brain should be up going, hmm, let me ponder that for a moment. But also being informed, like you probably didn't know there are 27 emotional states until you listen to me say that, most likely. So what about the show that you make? Can you blend together some emotions to make your listeners feel a variety of ways. And what's the primary way you make them feel? Probably, again, informed, entertained. But What else? Inspired? You make them feel empowered by your words? Are you doing it to intentionally make them feel anger and angry about something? Hopefully not about you, but are you raising issues that do that? What about making them feel sad? Why would anybody want to feel sad, Evo? Oh, I don't know. Why are there so many sad love songs out there? Sometimes that's an important response or an important emotion for us to elicit. What about arousal? Sure, that's an emotion. And some podcasts, especially on the erotica side, definitely leave you feeling that way. Or a sense of relief. And again, that's just a handful of possible emotional responses your show can elicit, whether you're doing it intentionally or not. So here's your homework. I want you to map out the two. So it's not really much of a map as much as writing down two things. (laughs) What are the two primary emotions you want or you think you want to elicit on your episodes? Go ahead and write those down on a sticky note. Whatever they happen to be. Write them on a sticky note. Put it where you do your show prep. Put it right next to your microphone. Put it right next to your on your on your screen where you write your scripts, your outline for your show and stay there. Make sure that your episodes do at least those two things. You can blend in others. You can blend in others. But make sure, if that's really what you want to do, try that. Stick with it for a few episodes and see if you're right. And if you're not, obviously, change. I'm a big fan of change. Don't forget, I love, I love the change. But map those two primary emotions or write them down. See if you can uh, stay focused on that way, making sure people are doing the things, are having the feels you want them to have when it's all over. If we blend those listener emotions together, we'll wind up with a better podcast on the outcome, I think. Now, obviously, if you liked what I had to say, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. And if you are feeling contemplative and well-informed, and if that is enough, I would love for you to share podcast pontifications with another one of your working podcast friends. Okay, tomorrow... But let's just get through tomorrow, shall we? Let's get through today. Today's one thing, tomorrow's another thing, and then I shall be back tomorrow morning for yet another podcast Pontifications. Cheers.
1: While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, shout your abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. 2. Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. 3. Abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. 4. PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And 5